Welcome to the Shred with Science podcast with your host, Dr. Chris Spearman, one of the world's leading online fitness coaches, an expert in metabolic correction and a global cover model. Chris delves deep into the most up-to-date scientific literature to provide you with the tools you need to live a healthy, enjoyable, and educated lifestyle. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Shred with Science podcast. So it is episode 82. This is not clickbait. I'm telling you, this is not clickbait. This is a question I get asked all the time, and I genuinely believe it's a legitimate question. Now, um, there's so much to talk about. Before I do, as always, I want to give away the free call like I do at the start of every podcast. So today's winner is a Julia679 underscore LDN. And she says, always taking notes, five star rating. Really good job with creating this podcast. A really well-deserved five stars. Every episode enlightens me more on my journey of becoming a better, more more aware, self-regarding nutrition and working out. The key aspects which stand out for me is the fact that I get concise answers. I always rush to take notes. Is that good? To questions which have been lingering in my mind under some form or in in some form of another for a long time, this means you not only have relevant content, but you also actively listen to your followers. Keep up the great job! You've got yourself a fan here. That is such a cool uh, review. Thank you so much. Um, so Julia, drop me a message, drop me a DM at Spearman Chris, or drop me an email at chrisspearmanfitness at gmail.com. Um, and we will grab a call. For those of you guys who are unaware or new to the podcast, all you need to do is leave a review on iTunes and you will win a $300 coaching call with either myself or one of my coaches on anything that you like. It can be training, nutrition, supplementation, um, it can be mindset, it can be business development, whatever it is. Um, leave a review uh, and we will get a call in. So thank you so much. Now, the topic that you are all here for, is sex a good form of cardio or what I normally get is sex, question mark, cardio, question mark. Um, And I genuinely believe, having spoken to a lot of these people, that they're not just being creepy. They actually want to know whether sex is a good form of cardio. Now, first of all, it is important for us to break down energy expenditure or daily energy expenditure. So some of you guys will be aware or uh, TDEE, which is total daily energy expenditure, is obviously the 100% of the energy that you burn on a day-to-day basis. Now, this is broken up into two main segments. Now, there, there are numerous segments within these segments, but generally speaking, there is what is called a resting energy expenditure and non-resting energy expenditure. So pretty simply, one is when you're resting and one is when you're actively moving. Um, The resting energy expenditure is also called BMR, which is known as your basal metabolic rate. Your uh, non-resting energy expenditure is all the movements that you might do throughout the day. Now, this is further broken down into NEAT, some of you might know, which is called non-exercise activity thermogenesis. There is also, of course, um, 
obviously, if you're going to have non-exercise, you're going to have exercise activity thermogenesis. And you're also going to have TEF, which is your thermic effect of food, which is basically the energy that your body breaks down or the energy that your body utilizes when breaking down food, believe it or not. So just to give you an idea, and this is an average, the average BMR or resting uh, energy expenditure is about 70%. So 70% of your calories that you expend every single day are burned from you just being alive. You could sit on a couch and do absolutely nothing and 70% of your calories would burn away or uh, 70% of the calories that you burn would be uh, would be burnt. Now, obviously, this is an average. If you are a highly active person, then clearly your non-resting uh, energy expenditure is going to have a higher percentage. So here, um, you know, the, the example that is often given in publications, um, this is actually a publication by uh, that uh, a friend of mine, uh, Dr. Lane Norton, has been involved in. Um, and he it's an average of course you know like like everything is um the non-resting energy expenditure is 30 percent therefore of which around 15 percent of that sorry 15 percent of the total is neat which is non-exercise activity thermogenesis and then you have a generally five percent is um exercise activity thermogenesis and believe it or not 10% of the calories that you burn come from you digesting your food assimilating food digesting your food um, and everything that your body needs to do to break down that food in that process uh, which is your thermic effect food now it's important that we realize um, all of this. So clearly, if you were to utilize sex as a form of cardio, you would have to take into consideration that on average, 70% of your um, calories that you burn are going to be coming from you just being alive. Then your thermic effect of food is going to be roughly around 10%. And then it comes down to whether you deem sex as neat, which is non-exercise activity, <laughs> or you deem it as exercise activity. Now, if you're posing the question, I would suggest, or, or, or I'm coming to the, the conclusion that either you enjoy sex like most people do, and it is something that you're going to do and you're wondering if that is counted as your, cal as, as your, as your cardio because you don't want to do cardio, or on the flip side of the coin, maybe you know you need to do cardio and you're just trying to kill two birds with one stone. So <laughs> I'm not going to I'm not going to guess which you are referring to. But um, and actually, this is something that we talk about on our coaching calls quite a lot is at what point do you deem it a, a form of cardio? It doesn't have to be sex. Uh, neat as in non-exercise or is it exercise? So I know that sounds pretty silly. But it's actually important to distinguish. So your step count is generally your neat, your non-exercise. But if you're in the gym doing your steps on the treadmill, then you have to define whether that's active or exercise dependent, exercise activity thermogenesis or neat. Now, generally speaking, I would deem anything outside of the gym as neat. And anything inside of the gym would be exercise activity thermogenesis. Um, so, but then you could say, oh, well, if I did 10,000 steps 
on the treadmill and you know yesterday I did 10,000 steps outside what's the difference now there isn't other than which one you define as activity and which one you define as non-exercise activity thermogenesis um and I suppose from a psychological point of view, we try and instill that with our clients that you do not need to be chained to the treadmill. However, if it is raining outside, I will definitely prefer be on a treadmill, watching Netflix, you know, emailing on my phone, setting up some work, scheduling, maybe taking some calls, um, you know, catching up with some clients or, or the rest of the coaching team while I'm doing that rather than be out in the rain where I can't really do any work. So for me, it, it really comes down to my schedule. Now, clearly, uh, well, I would hope that if you were having sex as a form of um, a form of activity, you would probably be fully immersed, um, no pun intended, and you'd be pr- quite preoccupied. So you would not be able to do your emails or, you know, watching whatever it is that, that you might watch on the treadmill. So you need to distinguish the difference. Um being honest, I would obviously deem it as a form of uh, non-exercise activity thermogenesis, which generally would take up 15% of your TDE, um, depending on how much sex you have. Um, it's a question that gets asked all the time. Now, generally speaking, you then have to consider you know, whether you're going to be having the same amount of sex, whether you're cutting or growing. That sounds silly, but it's actually quite important because you will actually find that the more, well, it, it, it depends from person to person, but from experience with athletes who are quite close to, you know, stage ready, we tend to notice with, with, with men in particular that their sex drive drops. Of course, they're on lower food, they're preoccupied, they're trying to get, you know, a certain amount of steps in, but equally, you know, even when clients are growing, or they are trying to put a huge amount of food in, They, the last thing they want, although they may have a higher sex drive, the last thing that they want might be to, to burn an extra 500 calories in some form of intimacy. Um, obviously, that depends from person to person. Um, I've had experience, obviously, with, with um, you know, we've got pr- primarily, well, I wouldn't say primarily, we've got um, probably 60% female clients. And that doesn't always seem to be the case with females. I, I, I find that with my female clients, their sex drive actually goes up as they lose weight. And there are a lot of physiological reasons why that might be the case. A lot of um, biochemical reasons why that might be the case. But I think on a psychological aspect, I think, and not not that guys aren't like this. I think, um, you know, I'm generalizing, of course, but I think generally guys want to have sex all the time. Um, but I think maybe more females and I'm not you know having to dig at guys because obviously we want to look great too but I feel like the psychological aspect of sex is generally um more important for females I know that's a generalization correct me if I'm wrong I'm sure you will but I feel like it is important for it's also important for guys but I think as someone gets leaner or gets in better shape they get more confident they're more likely to enter into sexual encounters or more likely to become, you know, uh, a little bit happier with with how they look, and a little bit more inclined to um, maybe, you know, be a little bit less clothed. And I think that's that that's that's quite normal, um, and should be embraced and should be congratulated. Um, so you know, that's uh, that's something that you need to take into consideration as well. Um, 
obviously from from personal experience i've been there where i've been extremely lean and the last thing i wanted to do was enter into any form of sexual activity um i've also been on the other end of the spectrum where i am trying to grow and the last thing i want to do is burn burn extra calories um but you need to find a happy medium you know where especially if you have another half or a partner um whereby you know you make time for this said activity um so to answer the overall question i genuinely feel like it shouldn't be for psychological reasons it really shouldn't be considered cardio because you know generally speaking I feel like the cardio aspect of things puts like a negative spin, you know, and I feel like once that is the case, you are probably either categorizing it as a chore or something that needs to get done or ticked off the list. Um, And I think there are lots of things that you can schedule or tick off lists. I really don't think sex should be one of those. Um, Of course, if you have any other questions on the topic, please message course i'm sure this is going to be an interesting little podcast but um you know in terms of energy expenditure it is it is completely you know it's important to to identify which of these um you're really looking at and you know if you're to look at your your resting energy expenditure lots of things play a part in this you know you've got things like um obviously this just just to, to to circle back around this is the energy that you expend doing nothing so you will have things like your body weight your height your fat free mass um your fat mass your age your gender hormones be it thyroid leptin insulin etc um will all affect your resting energy expenditure now obviously your your physical activity um and the the energy that that, that you burn um during physical activity will come down to your intensity, your duration, also your body weight, and, and then obviously your genetics and your ability to, your body's ability to utilize that as a fuel source. Um, you know, so it, it's important that you, you're able to distinguish and you're able to tell the difference between both, um, you know, whatever about whatever form of activity you do, um, be it sex or skiing or, you know, snorkeling or cardio on the treadmill or the stepper or whatever it is you need to be aware of these things um you know a lot of people will ask me what how many calories should i be burning on the treadmill and i think you can read into that too much you know you really can um you know i feel like the important thing to remember is like with any scientific experiment and at the end of the day that is all it is when you check in is you're experimenting with your body. You're keeping as many things constant as you possibly can and varying some variables and assessing the outcome or assessing assessing how your body um, manipulates itself when you change those parameters. Um, In doing so, you obviously see that your body weight either goes up, it goes down, you get a bit leaner, you lose a little bit more weight, or you know you tighten up, you get a bit fuller, you know, you're saturating your glycogen stores, whatever it may be. Um, 
And, you know, what I would encourage people to do is stay relatively consistent with what they do. At the end of the day, if you're talking about cardio, then you're you're asking, generally speaking, because you probably want to lose weight. Um, generally, if, if you didn't, you wouldn't be doing any cardio. So and if your goal is to lose weight, I know it's a buzzword. It's a cliche. Obviously, you need to be in a calorie deficit. But how you put yourself in that deficit is that is completely up to you. You know, whether you decrease your food, whether you, you know, you increase your activity or your steps, um, generally your basal metabolic rate, which is obviously the, the min- minimum energy expenditure for the body to exist is um, will change, but it's it's more difficult for you to manipulate, if that makes sense. Um, obviously then your purposeful um, physical activity is you know whatever exercises you do like we said the thermic effect of food is the energy to process digest absorb and store food in the body Um, and then obviously your non-exercise activity is spontaneous activity you know I I would say or energy to maintain body posture for example or hoovering or things that aren't uh, physical activity related Um, you need to be aware of what you're doing each week because if you're manipulating some variables some days and some other days, it's very difficult to be consistent. It's very difficult for you to assess what's going right or what's going wrong. Um, you know, there'll be plenty of you out there who will go through stages of loving the treadmill and you'll do your 30 minutes list on the treadmill, low um, intensity steady state cardio. And then you might go, oh, okay, so my trainer said I need to do 30 minutes a list, but I'll do the stepper now for a few weeks. And all of a sudden you lose way more weight and you're like, whoa, something's going on here. Maybe it's the nutrition program that he sent over. It's not. It's probably the fact that a stepper for 30 minutes will burn a lot more calories than than your treadmill will. Now, you know, does that mean that we should all go on the stepper? Not at all, not necessarily. I I will rarely, if ever, ever, ever go on the stepper. And the reason I won't is because I find it difficult to be on my phone. Um, And the reason that's a priority for me is because I would prefer maybe do a form of activity that might take a little bit longer, burn a little bit less calories, but I'm working all of the time. And that is obviously my choice. And that would be a choice that I would, you know, have a discussion with Ben about or or, or, or any other coaches or mentors or friends um, and something that I would, you know, question, you know, my clients on. And if they're at a stage in their life where they're extremely busy and you know not that this isn't a priority but you know they're not in a rush to lose weight then they'll slowly put themselves in a bit of a deficit and uh, they will try and get the most out of the you know the rest of of what they're doing um you know on the flip side of the coin if you have someone who has a shoot in 10 weeks and they're a long way off and you know they have a little bit of free time or you know they're able to to do whatever it takes to get an amazing shape then obviously you're going to go and look at what's optimal and obviously throughout the podcast that is generally what we focus on is how can i give you key points to be as optimal as possible when it comes to achieving you know your your goals or or ticking your goals off the list however it is important to note that if you go down that route of you know being optimal you sometimes get rid of what's practical and for me i'll be honest with you with my clients i favor practicality um depending on the goals if someone says they want to get in cover model shape they've got 12 weeks to do it let's do it let's smash it if someone's got a photo shoot let's do that if someone though 
you know, general population, um, you know, someone comes to me, they've got a really busy job, really busy schedule, you know, they've got kids, um, you know, they've got loads of other commitments and they want to get in shape. They really do, but they don't need it right now. They're willing to go through whatever it takes, of course, um, but there's no rush to get lean and they have a lot of other things that need to be high, high on their priority list then I will say, right, well, this is optimal, but this is practical. Why don't we find an amalgamation of both or happy medium between both? Um, and let's work on that. Um, you know, I'm not going to be scheduling sex into to someone's cardio routine. What I do do is I will speak to clients and generally within, you know, obviously within the business, we've got various different coaches with different expertise in different areas, you know, be it um, we've got a, a coach now that's uh, highly qualified um, in, in Ramadan who's, you know, working with a lot of Muslim clients right now. Um, we've got, uh, you know, specific coaches within the business who um, work with vegan clients, work with um, vegetarian clients. We've got some who work with strength athletes. Um, and that will obviously depend on, on your, 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 your questionnaire or who will be the best fit for you. Um, but for me in particular, if I'm kind of gauging what I want my client to do, it'll pre be predominantly, I will look at their step count and their daily activity. And then on top of that, if we need to, we will assign specific, uh, you know, cardio, um, cardio activities, um, be it low intensity or high intensity uh, interval training, whatever it may be. Um, so it's important though that you find a coach who, and I say this and it sounds cliche, but I say it all the time. And then when my client leaves and they finish their program and they, they've done their shoes and they're in cover model shape, I say, honest question, did you feel like you were joining my program or did you feel like I joined yours? And without fail, they all say they feel like I joined theirs. And that's how a good coach should do his job. I feel like it's easy to get someone in shape. It's easy to give someone a nutrition program. It's easy to give someone a training routine or a training protocol or, you know, set a, a schedule programming up for them. What's difficult is problem solving and, you know, working with a client closely so that they don't feel like it's a massive sacrifice to their life. You know, most of our clients, you know, we do have a lot of PTs, aspiring online coaches within the business who want to get in cover model shape, but we also have really busy executives, people who are flying all over the world, business meetings, going out for dinner, um, and they just want to look great. They just want to feel great, um, male and female, and they, you know, they want what's practical. You know, they don't want to be slugging it away, you know, doing X, Y, and Z on, on, on the treadmill till all hours. Now, there will be times where that's essential. If you're cheating on your diet or your, um, you know, calorie consumption is, is overly high, then there's no other alternative other than keep your expenditure quite high. Or if you're in the depths of a photo shoot or a show, you know, like within, within the, the Spearman Fitness Academy, it's predominantly, you know, people who are competing, who are running their their online business, but using their their body as a business card, um, doing shoots, etc. Um, you know, and aspiring to be on the cover of magazines legitimately, then you know they will probably be taking things a little bit more seriously for sure. Um, but it's important to to be aware of the difference. Now, um, you know, to summarize, 
enjoy whatever sex you do have if you are having any if you're not well then you know maybe that needs to be addressed as well um but for those of you out there i would highly recommend you keep your uh training as separate as you can from your personal life especially sexual activities um i feel like things like that should be uh, enjoyed um experienced uh you know and that you should probably um completely segregate your 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 training even from your home life in some ways you know i feel like at the end of the day you only need to be in the gym maximum an hour a day five days a week to get results there's so much you can do outside of the gym like you're getting your steps in etc etc that you don't need a massive sacrifice on your home life your family life um you know your friends your relationships whatever it is that being said again if you're competing for a show and you're you know you're being coached by wade who's the head of the academy he will keep you pretty strict that's a very different kettle of fish but for the vast majority of you listening to this you really do not need to make massive sacrifices you know in this day and age we've got the ability to voice note call um you know you got you know some of you will be on a, a skype program with us where you get us um you know helping you through whatever whatever issue whatever process it may be and in this day and age with my fitness pal and macros and everything that is you know very easy to find your um you know your calorie intake it it, it really there really is no excuse other than you know really wanting this enough um but you know what guys i'm interested to hear what you guys think i really am what do you think of this podcast um do you want to hear more maybe a little more practical stuff like this um or you know do you want to hear more interviews or more q a's or more nitty-gritty science in in massive detail let me know drop me a message um as always if you screenshot this put it in your story and tag me i will repost every single one now there have been a few of you who have private accounts on instagram just letting you know if your account is private and you tag someone you may not know this if your account is on private and you tag someone who is not following you they won't get a notification they will never see it clearly because you're private so that goes for stories as well as pages so if you are out there and you and you post on your story all the time that you're listening to the podcast or you're putting up a screenshot and i've never once reposted the only reason that is is because your page is on private so either do one of two things unprivate your page let the world know who you are or drop me a message uh, directly and say dude i love your podcast i've been reposting all the time my page is on private so you haven't seen it um but i really appreciate your podcast or you may hate it but let me know um and as always guys if you want a free call worth 300 dollars with myself or one of my coaches on anything that you like as soon as this finishes, go straight to iTunes, leave a review, an honest review, and it is highly likely that you will win a call. Um, there are two podcasts every single week, and there's only really about one or two reviews left every single week. So if you want to win a call, hop on board, go over to iTunes. We massively appreciate any reviews that you do leave um, because it adds a huge amount of value um, and a huge amount of credibility to the podcast. Guys, as always, I'm going to leave you with the same quote that I leave you at the end of every episode. This could be, I don't know if this is, this could be related to sex, who knows, but make the most of today. 
you will not get this day again. Peace.